I hear something coming on here. What could it be? What could it be? Oh! That could mean only one thing, and that is Cousin Rick is calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk. Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! Cousin Rick. Did, did you step on my line there? <laughs> I made up my own line. <laughs> oh, You're supposed to say, no doubt today. about it, i got to get me another ad. <laughs> okay, next time, next time. I'll warn you ahead of time. Okay, well, uh, ooh, let's, uh, let's hear a, a weather update from Needham, Massachusetts. Well, we are awaiting the, <clears throat> the remnants of Tropical Storm, the name you can't pronounce here mm-hmm. on the East Coast, up in New England and up through New York State. So uh, it's going to be sustained winds, not, not hurricane force, but a lot of rain. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's always, uh, always not nice. Could be, I guess, potential flooding, I presume. Yes, well, they always say potential flooding. Potential but, uh, along the coast. Hopefully, those uh, valleys in upstate New York won't get pounded like they did with Hurricane Irene. Ah, uh, yes, the infamous so. Irene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have a ride of the week for us? Yes. The the ride of the week is we have this race red colored Ford Ranger, the 2020 Ford Ranger. It's got the Super Crew cab. It'll seat four. Well, it'll seat five in the back, three in the back, two in the front, and it comes equipped with the 2.3-liter four-cylinder EcoBoost engine and a 10-speed transmission. It also has the uh, the off-road package, which uh, includes uh, four-wheel drive, uh, selectable four-wheel drive, and the uh, the engine puts out. 270 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque. And it also has, it can tow 7,500 pounds, and the payload is 1,860 pounds payload. And the the EcoBoost and the 10-cylinder engine give it EPA fuel economy ratings of 20 miles per gallon in in the city, 24 highway for a combined mileage rating of 22 miles per gallon, and the vehicle is four-star safety rated. And uh, we found this. Uh, it's an interesting truck. It, it it looks like a big truck from the side. It's got the, even with the five-foot bed, but if you look at it from the front, it's a little more narrow, Okay. But the suspension they give it, it rides fairly smooth on the highway, which is one thing uh, the wife enjoyed when we were driving this. But because it's a little narrow, you couldn't get a 4 by 8 panel in the back without resting it on the wheel wells, if that's something you're going to be doing. But it come, you're going to be doing. And it's a, a steel frame and box, unlike the Ford F-150 with an aluminum uh, box. But the, uh, it comes with a, a whole bunch of technology features. We, it's got all LED lighting, auto stop start. It comes with cross traffic alert, lane keeping, pre collision alert, and uh, the base price for that vehicle is thirty eight thousand six hundred and seventy five. But usually on the press cars, they're optioned up so that we can look at a whole bunch of other features. And uh, 
This includes an appearance package of including running boards and black accents for about uh, $2,000, and the off-road package comes with uh, for $1,300. So the, the base price of this with about $1,200 destination and delivery charge is 46910 Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, if you want a little smaller truck, uh, you know, this is this is one to consider. It competes, like, with the uh, Toyota Tacoma. Mm. All right. And uh, we'll see. Any other automotive news you have for us? Oh, you would ask that. <laughs> okay. I, I uh, won... <clears throat> The New England Motor Press Association, usually every year, we uh, gather together and then, uh, excuse me, okay, I'm nervous with this storm coming in, but (laughs) we gather together in August and uh, what we do is we call it the ragtop ramble. It used to be all convertibles going up to Maine with a whole bunch of press people and people from the uh, the manufacturers, and we would go up to Maine and throw them uh, a lobster dinner on the coast. Hmm. But because of the pandemic this year, we're going to do a virtual ramble and road rally next week, which everyone uh, who has one of these press vehicles will be following instructions on a, uh, it's a, well, I wouldn't call it a scavenger hunt, but it's, uh, you know, to... Uh, drive around and take pictures and videos and then put them all together on the web and make a virtual event out of it. Hmm. So that is auto-related, but uh, you would ask that if I got any more. I do, but it's really (laughs) not that important once you uh, listen to it, but you're into electric cars, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right. Well, you remember the AC Cobra that uh, came out in the the 60s, and Carroll Shelby modified them for the Shelby Cobras and so on, Mm -hmm. that AC in England is coming out with an electric version of the car. Mm. And uh, although it's kind of not for the common man here, it's uh, they're only making 58 of them, and uh, they're going to sell for maybe $180,000. Right, yeah. But it's uh, it's interesting how they're using that, and uh, you know, perhaps somebody there will say, let's continue production and make them more available uh, to folks that can afford them, uh, not at that price point. And uh, it, it's listed as having a 160-mile range. Hmm, yeah. So kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of curious, did you see, do they have any uh, statistics on uh, horsepower? Yeah, it's uh, it's fairly modest because the car is light. Hmm. Okay. Now, I am just checking my notes here. Got to find it here. It's got, oh, where is it? Here it comes. Okay, the car weighs maybe uh, 2,700 pounds, and the uh, the electric motor is uh, 308 horsepower. So that's pretty good for... Uh, you know, a, a car that weight with that much horsepower. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it'll have some it pretty good be, uh, acceleration. Yeah, and it should be fun to drive. Well, it's got uh, 
you know, it's not super quick, but it, it'll go zero to 60 or to 62 in 6.7 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's not the fastest on the road, but, uh, you know, you still have fun driving it. Yeah, yeah. All right, do you have a Musk Minute for us by any chance? Ah, uh, yes. Do we have a Musk Minute? Okay. But uh, the big news was that uh, SpaceX landed the uh, Crew Dragon capsule with astronauts Bob and Doug from the International Space Station for a splashdown in the Gulf of Mexico uh, two days ago on Hmm. Sunday. So that mission uh, proving the the crew uh, worthiness of the capsule went went well. So now that now they'll go to more operational missions. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Yeah. But then uh, second item in the Musk minute is uh, kind of the the far out item, even though the other one was about space. That, that Elon is quoted as saying that ancient aliens built many of the. Uh, artifacts of early civilizations such as the pyramid so uh, you know he's out musked himself there with that one <laughs> you know not to say that he was the first one to suggest that that's been a theory for quite a while but right uh, yeah but it makes for good uh, tv fodder yeah yeah, I think Elon, you know, is determined to come up. He's got to come up with something every week, you know, to uh, yes. just to make the Musk minute. You know, I mean, so. right, right. There, there, there are people that just follow Elon on uh, on YouTube and make their living out of following <laughs> his companies and what he says. Hmm. I said that's a pretty slim, slender thread to base your income on. <laughs> Then again, it might be pretty substantial. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, anything else uh, technical you have for us today? Okay, yeah, we've got uh, from the University College of Cork in Ireland, and we'll do that without adopting a phony Irish accent. (laughs) Uh, Some studies there show that crustaceans, in uh, obviously in the water, can take plastic particles maybe that are a couple of tenths of an inch in size and transform those into nanoparticles which then get into the the food system of other sea creatures and animals and so the implication here is uh, it's not something we know if it's uh, how much to worry about that or not but it's one way that the plastics break down but then are ingested into other animals that other animals eat up the food chain so we'll have to uh, do more again you know continuing studies there to see the impact on the environment and uh, life on earth yeah it doesn't sound good <laughs> on the face no of- it, it, it doesn't uh, not much sounds good these days, but, uh, you know, if you read the news, everything is uh, COVID-19. Yeah, pretty much. I know. Yeah. But uh, I wonder, they, they must be doing studies on uh, on the effects of these, uh, you know, nanoparticles. I mean, I guess it sounds like they don't have anything definitive yet. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it would be interesting, because maybe it is, maybe it's uh, benign. I mean, it's possible, I suppose. I don't know. 
Yeah, or else maybe the mechanism that the crustaceans use to break down the plastics can be further break down the, the microplastics. Right, yeah. Well, because I, I understand that, uh, you know, oyster mushrooms are, are amazing at breaking down petrochemicals into, like, sugars, you know, and to use it for food. So I wonder if there's anything, you know, like that that's going on similar for plastics. That, that would be good if there is. <laughs> Okay, uh, anything else you have for us today? Yeah, let's, uh, well, we talked about the, the landing from the space station. So in, in uh, the, our last couple items are from the, the uh, world of aerospace here, and Airbus has just finished a test program where they've taken an A350 airliner and demonstrated Automatic takeoff, land, taxiing, taxiing, takeoff, and landings, and it's uh, using a vision-based system that's augmented with radar and uh, laser radar, so that uh, it can lighten the workload on pilots. Because, uh, well, the original projections were that air traffic would be doubling by uh, in the next uh, 15 to 20 years. Although with the pandemic, who knows how far out that prediction would would be pushed. Right. But it's uh, you know it's interesting. No, they've had auto landing for many years on British Airways, landing at Heathrow in the in the fog, and now they've ex- they've extended that for takeoff and taxi using. Uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Hmm. And the test program basically took the human pilots and their reactions, and then they came up with the system-learned algorithms to come up with the, the, the uh, final algorithms for doing automated taxi takeoff and landing. And they said the uh, the one report I saw on this, it said it's like when people get a Tesla and they first put it on autopilot, they keep their hands around the wheel just to, for uh, for their own confidence. And so the pilots had their hands hovering over the controls when they were first using it. Right, yeah. Now, I believe you mentioned that you uh, experienced one of these uh, automated landings in London. Yes, landing. One time we were... Coming through uh, Heathrow, and the pilot says, "Good morning. We're landing with our hands off the controls, <laughs> but we will be monitoring the system to make sure that it's mm-hmm. okay." Yeah, and uh, apparently they use it a lot there because the fog is uh, an issue there at Heathrow. Right. right, right. And then speaking of England and aerospace issue issues, Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic just announced they are coming up with a design for a Mach 3 airliner. And uh, it would be a very specialized airplane, only carrying maybe 19 or 20 people at the most and fly at 60,000 feet. And the release so far didn't really specify what the range would be and other other, uh, specs on the plane. But there are several companies in... uh, the aerospace industry looking at the supersonic airliners that would be fairly small, and then this way the sonic boom wouldn't be a problem for flying over land. Mm. 
but uh, that's something that has to be worked out. You know, what's what's the ticket price going to be on these things? Right, right. Now, now I think also though, isn't the uh, sonic boom diminished the the higher you go? I was just wondering yeah. if, if they just uh, got to a really high altitude first before going supersonic. Right, sixty thousand feet. You know, you'd be high altitude. Plus, when you're climbing, the boom doesn't project down to the ground. And ah, right. NASA has done a whole uh, series of studies on shaping the airplane to minimize the boom on the ground. So there's a lot more technology now available for that. All right. Anything else you have for us today? No, that's a wrap. Glad that's we could wrap. get together. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, hunker down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batten down the hatches, you know. So, uh, you know, good luck with that. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be too bad. We could use the rain, though. We've we uh, we've had not a drought, but uh, not a normal uh, rainfall here in the east. Okay. Well, very good. Okay. Yep. Let's do it again next week. All right, that was Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature of the Newtopian Dream. 